Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 231 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Jimmy Peaks. Who's <laughs> Jimmy Peaks? He's on the Gryffindor Quidditch team. He's on- oh! He's also, like... <laughs> The main man of the mob. You don't mess with Jimmy Peaks. I totally forgot about Jimmy Peaks all of with you. Jimmy Peaks. Oh, Jimmy. We're glad to have you. Okay, and this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Mara Townsend. Thank you, Mara. Thank you, Mara. Thank you. Mara. Thank you. Uh, whoa. Today we are going to be discussing part two of chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Hermione's Helping Hand. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to assist (laughs) your way through the details. I forgot to put a verb. Way to drop the ball, Gryffindor. (laughs) I'm sorry. And did you say assist? Yeah, helping, assisting. I don't know. It's kind of on, right? This is, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Hermione, you're not Hermione, you're Megan. <laughs> I'll be Hermione. It's just, fine. <laughs> there's weekly profit things. Why don't you just read? Because I can't. <laughs> All right. So, take a shot. Bingo. <laughs> bingo. I just said it. I didn't mean to, but there we go. Um, okay. When Sarah, me, and Katie went to New York, we went to a restaurant called The Cauldron. And they are opening another location in Philadelphia this spring. So I thought that, that was cool. They also have locations in London and Edinburgh. Um, but we really loved it. They had great food. It was yeah. a fun experience. Um, it was a good time. It was a really good time. It was really I, fun. I think some of us, and by some I mean specifically myself, was intoxicated. But the food was genuinely because it's like kind of it's not really a gimmicky place but it kind of like you almost think it might be but the food Mm -hmm. was phenomenal the Mm -hmm. drinks were really good Mm -hmm. um so i recommend yeah Hmm. it was really it was really fun so they have another location opening in philly this spring i don't think that there's a specific date yet but they have um oh you know what that's perfect if it's open in time for the exhibit you can do yeah. both. That would be nice. That's true. Yeah. The exhibit does start in like February, but it's going through spring. So yeah. like at least 
Let me yeah, contact be, them and tell awesome. them when I'm going to be there. Be so we're going to miss it. Yeah. Date. I guarantee we're going to miss it. <laughs> um, and then also, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Swishers who donated to our American Cancer Society fundraising that Katie and I did for our Run Disney races that we ran at the beginning of January. Um, thank you guys so much for all of your donations. Um, Swish actually made a donation as well, like from Patreon. So patrons, thank you. You didn't even know it and you donated a dollar, but we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, our American Cancer Society team fundraised over a quarter of a million dollars just for Marathon Weekend for cancer wow. research. So That's awesome. Like, yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's such a fun community to be a part of. Um, I I just love all the people we've met through it. It's been an awesome experience and I love I love fundraising for a cause that that needs it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and with such good people too. Like yeah. everyone's so awesome. So team. just thank you guys to everybody who donated. Um there were a ton of swishers on the list of donations whenever we like went through it at the end after we hit our goal. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they will too subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at swish flick cast if you'd like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive felix files episodes our discord channel live recordings trivia games swish swag boxes and more Thank you all so much for all of your support. If you'd like to send us your Potter stories, yes, we are always accepting Potter stories. If you have any questions, concerns, etc., you can send all of that to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tiffany. I'm not an idiot. It's time for the run, 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 recap. That hurt my throat very, a little. Very lie. guttural. <laughs> guttural. It came from my big toe. I do not toe. like that word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. School's getting crazy. Trio's not talking to Hagrid. Shame on you guys. Harry gets to flex his Quidditch captain status for the first time. But most people are really just showing up because they want to ogle the great chosen one. But who's going to be Keeper? I don't know. We'll find out. One's a Keeper. One's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong team. Get it? I don't even know if he played Quidditch. Probably not. <laughs> Do <you> not? <laughs> I don't know. I need to go right. home, y'all. <laughs> I need to go home. She's been hanging out with Lady Supreme today, so she's got the mentality of a three and a half year old. <laughs> it was a it was a funny day today. All right. So tryouts are over. Both Weasleys are on the team. The trio then visits Hagrid. They all talk through some things, you know. Um clear the air, as they would say. And then Harry and Hermione get invited to a slughorn party, because a slughorn party don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, whilst Ron is ignored, which is his favorite thing to be. He loves being ignored. Um, Harry still oh, has Ron. detention, though. Ron's upset and everything is coming into the castle is being searched. Everything that is coming into the castle is being searched. Look out. 
Filch certainly is. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Keeper Tryouts, everyone. So it didn't start off that strong because none of the first five applicants saved more than two goals apiece. So that's great. And to Harry's disappointment, McLagan saved four out of five. But oddly enough, in the last one, he shot off in the wrong direction and the crowd laughed and booed at him. That's not nice. And he was absolutely not happy about this. And I'm thinking about this. And I played many a sports growing up that I had to try out for. And none of them would have ever have had spectators. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I was like, this would absolutely have been a closed tryout. It's not okay that nobody um, is adult wise is monitoring this. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's ridiculous that, people from other houses were allowed to be there. It's one thing if you're in Gryffindor house and you're eligible to try out and you try out and then, you know, but you, you're only there to like gawk at Harry Potter or whatever. <laughs> That's one thing. Yeah. Cause at least you have like a, a kind of a legitimate like, reason to be there. Did, if you think about it, the, the captains essentially like aren't the ones picking the people on the team, right? No, they are. Harry did. No, I'm talking about in real life. Oh, no. So no. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Because, like, I, when I obviously did not play sports in high school. I shouldn't say obviously, but I did not play sports in high school. But I played them in grade school. And everyone there that, the, like, the coaches, were all adults. The coaches always picked. And I can specifically remember for cheerleading tryouts, all the other people waited in, like, our common area. And then in the gym, the doors were shut. And it was the coaches or whoever was judging was probably like four people. And you were in like a small group of like five. And, you know, you did your chance, your cheers, well, dance, whatever. And that's how it was. And then even when I tried out for volleyball, it was. I think they had you try out like you did some things by yourself, like serving and stuff. And you I maybe played with like th three or four other people but it was just the coaches who were you know deciding who was going to be on there yeah and it, it's just it as i'm reading this, i'm like this is absolutely ridiculous because that's this is not how it should have been in my opinion but anyways i agree okay i don't know did you guys try out for anything ever heck no um what about like choir cheerleading Oh, choir, yeah. Well, so we, choir was a class that you could just take. Oh, okay. So, like, your freshman year, you had to take a music class, whether you're taking, at least at our high school. So you either had to take choir or you had to take band. And then you just would, like, take the class. Like, every year it was a class. Mm -hmm. But there was, um, and I forget what they were called, but show choir, I think they had a specific name, but that you had to try out for. Right, yeah, because it's But, like, specific. what you would do is, like, the <laughs> I went... Not try. I did not plan to try out. I did not want to be on there. I had no desire. Mm. It was not a thing for me. But my friend at the time wanted to try out, and she didn't want to go alone, so I went with her. Of course. Um. And so then you had to the first night. You had to sing a song, and everyone was in the room. So like you would just get up and sing whatever, 
and then um the next then you learn like everyone learned to dance because it was show choir like you dance and you sang mm-hmm. and then the next day you came back and you would do like try out for like the dancing portion mm-hmm. um people that know o'malley's know that we don't dance um so i didn't want to do that so i went <laughs> with my friend the teacher who like i know really well um at this especially at the time because my sister had taken choir for four years literally was like sarah you're not like if you're going to be in here then you're trying out and you have to sing something so i sang happy birthday um <laughs> And then I learned the dance and didn't come back the next day because I didn't care. Yeah. But like everyone was there, like yeah. in the same room. Mm. But I don't know how. Like, and I, I don't know if she. I don't think she told them like that day either of like who's gonna be in show choir or not. Yeah, we always um, had like uh, it was always the next day, like the next day after, and it was always a list posted on the school building. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how she told. Like, I, I don't, don't think. Know. I don't think she knew. Like when she. Because my friend did get in it, and she only did it that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember, like, when she was told, and, like, the, you had to go get your outfit, blah, whatever. So. Yeah. But it wasn't that I think good. my softball tryouts were even, it was, like, a practice. But, it, but there, I mean, there weren't any spectators. Anywho. Yeah. I'm just saying that this didn't seem right I did have. I did have to audition for the Singing Angels. It's not school-related, but, like. That was a really intense audition, and it was very closed down because they wanted the kids to feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Doing it. It was literally just, like, the director and maybe, like, two other people, and that's all who was in the room with you. Yeah. See? And I sang Winnie the Pooh. Okay. (laughs) I don't think I've ever, like, tried out or auditioned for anything. Really? Yeah. I had to try out for the band when I was in grade school. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't play instruments well. I played the clarinet for a hot second and that was it. And then I did play volleyball when I was in grade school, which I actually wasn't bad at. I just don't love it. Played basketball for a year, hated it, cried a lot. Uh, And our team sucked. We won one game. (laughs) I didn't like basketball either, but I'm short. It's too much running and I'm not built for running. I can get on board with that. Yeah. So Ron looks like he's ready to pass out and he's going to be flying on a clean sweep 11 and Lavender Brown is cheering him on from stand. Lab Lab. Lab. She's cheering him on from heaven because she might be dead. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) oh my goodness. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> the Clean Sweep 11 was a broomstick produced by the Clean Sweep Broom Company. It was a broomstick. In or before 1995, made with Spanish oak, the broom came equipped with an anti-jinx varnish and a built-in vibration control feature, and it could accelerate from not to 70 miles per hour in 10 seconds. And this was given to Ronald Weasley in the summer of 95. In the um, summer of 95. <laughs> from his parents because he made prefect. So that's a good that's a good gift. You know what I just realized? That dogs don't lay eggs. <laughs> no. I said that the other day, I think to your child. And she was like, what? <laughs> Lavender brown is just two colors. And that bothers me. Did you know that he has a Queen Sweep 11 in Chapter 11? Hey. Did you call it a Queen Sweep? What is it called? Queen Sweep. <laughs> Queen. 
Cool sweet, now it's a queen sweet. sweet. I'm sure that's what they call it on. Um, sometimes they call that on get Good Mythical Morning when they're playing a game and they get them all right. Yeah, we call it a queen sweep. I think I, I think they have in the past. I don't know if they do it every time, but you're a mess. Ay, ay, ay. So Harry, even though he's the captain and he's like choosing who's going to be put on the spot, he wants to look away. He doesn't want to watch Ron's tryout, but he has to because he has to see what happens. And he's this part goes very quickly. Like, I feel like it was more I, I loved it in the movie. I love the faces that well, he made. It, was it makes great. me it confuses me because it's not it's in the wrong movie. It's in the what book are we on? The sixth. It's in the fifth movie. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I liked it. Um, but it, I it, liked what's it. In the it fifth just movie. I don't. I don't think, think it, it is. It's like all like there's a bunch of things that are mashed together that I'm like I don't think that happened. I'm pretty sure it's in. It's I don't in know. Six. Whatever it was, there's something with it that I'm like, yeah, confused. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's a permanent state of mind for me, anyways. So just call the episode Sarah's confused. Yeah. Queen sweep question. Queen sweep. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens really fast. Um, and Ron saves all five penalties in a row. And so Harry goes to tell McLagan that unfortunately for him, Ron had beaten him and won the spot. And so he like turns around and he sees a red faced McLagan inches from his own. And it startles him so much that it makes him take a step backwards. And so He's not happy. <laughs> he goes, quote, his sister didn't really try, said McLagan menacingly. There was a vein pulsing in his temple like the one Harry had often admired in Uncle Vernon's. And I love that Ooh. language from the author because it's just it makes a little bit light of his growing up situation. But it also is like a little bit of a jab at Uncle Vernon because he's angry all the time and everything mclagan seems to have anger issues angry all the time angry all the time angry, angry all the, the time she gave him an easy save rubbish said harry coldly that was the one he nearly missed mclagan took a step nearer harry who stood his ground this time give me another go no said harry you've had your go you saved four ron saved five ron's keeper he won it fair and square. Get out of my way. And he thought for a mm. moment that McLagan might punch him, but he contented himself with an ugly grimace and stormed away, growling what sounded like threats to thin air. Anger. Can we calm down, sir? But also you were you were uh, confronted. <laughs> but I, like, hold on. I do like that Hermione kind of points out that like he's got a I almost said a swear word. He has a really crappy attitude. He wouldn't have been good on the team. And, and we see that when how, he fills in. And how good of a player you are. If you don't have a good attitude, you're not a team player and a team sport. Get out because you're mm-hmm. it's just going to not it's not going to end well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Harry like thankfully turns around to see his new team beaming at him and Hermione runs down to them telling Ron that he did quote brilliantly mm-hmm. and Ron's looking real pleased with himself and somehow looks a little taller than usual and <laughs> <laughs> just as this is happening Harry sees Lavender walking off of the pitch arm in arm with Parvati and she's looking grumpy mm. hmm. you haven't spoken to him in weeks <laughs> i mean if that was like if that means you're not friends with someone i'd have no friends what do you mean like you haven't spoken to them in weeks that means you're not friends with someone oh god 
I would, I, especially this past year, these would be my friends only. (laughs) And let me be honest. They barely speak to them. I speak to no one. (laughs) It's just hard. Anyway. So they scheduled the next practice for the following Thursday. And I looked it up. And so I think this date might be September 19th of 96. That's Hermione's birthday. Really? I'm 99% sure that Hermione Granger's birthday is the 19th. I think that it is. Why do you guys know that? Like, right why, why ask why? It is. It is her birthday. Why don't anyone tell her happy birthday? Because <laughs> I don't think it's her birthday. <laughs> they would have, wouldn't they? Gosh, I would hope so. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> how come they only ever celebrate Harry's birthday? Because in books? it's all about Harry. Okay, but Harry. The other two are it during is from the school his year. Perspective, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but you would think that. Hey, it's Ron's birthday today. Yeah, I got her a book. Hey, it's Ron's birthday today. Got him chocolate frogs. Right? Yeah, Are you selfish? <laughs> God. Anyways, so it's time for the trio to head off to see Hagrid, and Harry's feeling extremely hungry at this point, and he's hoping for something to eat there. And I was like, you gotta be really hungry to want to eat something at Hagrid's because usually it's rock cakes and then your mouth hurts. He does say that he was hungry enough that he like took one. <laughs> and then he's like, nope. <laughs> Losing teeth me. aren't worth it. Sorry, Hagrid. Oh my gosh. So as they're walking, Ron goes through his tryouts out loud. He says, quote, I thought I was going to miss that fourth penalty. Ron was saying happily, happily, tricky shot from Demelza. Did you see? Had a bit of a spin on it. Yes, yes, you were magnificent, said Hermione, looking amused. I was better than McLaggen anyway, said Ron in a highly satisfied <laughs> voice. Did you see him lumbering off in the wrong direction on his fifth? Looked like he'd been confounded. Dot, dot, dot. Do you think she ever tells mm. him that? I hope she brings it up in a really big fight you later know on. You know what? You and I are so similar because I'm like, I could so... They're fighting about Just something. Just hanging on to it. I can fund it him. I can fund it McLaggen in the next year. And then he's probably like, <laughs> they, they probably go to bed and it's like three o'clock in the morning and he's, he's like, still up you thinking really, about it. Did you really go to bed? And then she's probably like, no, I wouldn't do that. Being like, no, for sure I did. I'm going to save this again for later. Um, I lied. <laughs> Simon the chat said that. If this is Hermione's birthday, for her birthday, she picks the keeper of the Gryffindor Quidditch team. (laughs) That's cute. Oh, gosh. And so at the mention of him being confunded, Harry was surprised to see Hermione turn a very deep shade of pink. And Ron luckily noticed nothing because he's Ron and he's (laughs) describing um, each of his other penalties in, quote, loving detail. Oh, this is going to come up later. And I love the moment. Buckbeak is here and he's tethered in front of Hagrid's, clicking his beak at them as they came near. So Hermione's uh, still a little scared of Buckbeak, and Ron doesn't understand why, because Hermione, if you forgot, took a flight with Buckbeak. Yes, but she's still afraid. Anyway, <laughs> Wither Wings. Mm. Wither, wither Wings. Wither Wings, excuse me. And so Harry does exactly what he was supposed to do, and he bows low to Buckbeak without breaking eye contact, and after a few seconds, Buckbeak also sank into a bow. And Harry had time to have a little conversation with Buckbeak, and it breaks my heart, and I almost started crying just talking about it. 
because I am pregnant and emotional. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what was said. Here goes, quote, How are you? He asked him in a low voice, moving forward to stroke the feathery head. Missing him, but you're okay with Hagrid, aren't you? And then we get, Oi! (laughs) Oi, said a loud voice. Hagrid had come striding around the corner of his cabin wearing a large flowery apron and carrying a sack of potatoes. His enormous boarhound Fang was at his heels. Fang gave a booming bark and bounded forward. He said, oh, Harry. He should talk to Buckbeak more because it's easy. Like, I talk to Fozzie Bear like that all the time, and it's easy to talk to animals because they just get it. (laughs) I love having conversations with Iggy. Yeah. He just gets me. He listens. But, like, maybe if he would have spent some more time with with Buckbeak, it maybe could have helped him. I mean, dogs are used in therapy for a reason, you know? Yeah. She said to me, she's like, she's talking about her. She's like, I have a pet. She goes, and you don't. I was like, you're right. I do not have one. (laughs) You don't need a pet. (laughs) Correct. And then she was talking about cats and how she's going to get one. She's not getting a cat. I'm going to make Bridgie Boo come over. Because I like it when she sneezes. Oh my god! <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> my daughter is fine. Because <sighs> uh, I like when she sneezes. <laughs> Poor Bridget. Uh, All right. So Hagrid is coming on over to yell at the trio because he doesn't realize it's the trio, and he goes, "Get away from him! He'll have your fingers." Oh, it's Yalot. Your fingers. <laughs> You'll have your, your fingers. fingers. Your fingers. Uh, so Hagger comes to tell them off, but then realizes who it is. And he looks at them for a split second and then turns and goes into his cabin and slams the door behind him. Oh, emosh. I know. And Hermione looks stricken by this. Like I, she is she's torn up about this little rift that they have. Um, and Harry grimly says, don't worry about it. And just knocks loudly on the door. Uh, says Hagrid, open up. We want to talk to you. Nothing. And Harry tells him if he doesn't open the door, he'll blast it open. I'd love this next part. Kind of funny because like first he's threatening to hex people on the Quidditch pitch. And now he's doing this. So the door, (laughs) the door flies open as Harry had known that it would in quotes and Hagrid stood there glowering down at him and he looked alarming despite his flowery apron someone draw this please I've actually seen a couple drawings of Hagrid in the flowery apron and it's so cute see these are the moments so cute I mean like I love Hagrid anyway but like I love that this big dude has this this soft side yeah and is not afraid to show it he's a mummy I love it yeah so bless him he knows his mummy <laughs> he roars at harry because i'm a teacher a teacher potter how dare you threaten to break down my door and then harry says i'm sorry sir emphasizing the last word as he puts his wand away in his robes and hagrid just looks stunned he's like since when have you called me sir sassy harry comes back and says since when have you called me potter <laughs> And Haggard goes, oh, very clever. Very amusing. That's me outsmarted, in it? All right. Come in then, you ungrateful little. <laughs> Finish the sentence. <laughs> I can't I don't know. I would say. You ungrateful little flabberworm. <laughs> I was going to say scroot. <laughs> That's cute. 
It would be a creature. Um, <laughs> so he mumbles darkly as he lets them in, and Hermione Hermione just looks scared. Like she doesn't want she doesn't want to fight with him. And I don't take this as she's like scared of an angry Hagrid. I think she's just like scared of their relationship not ever being the same because she's upset over this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Hagrid is grumpy and he says, well, what's this? Feeling sorry for me? Reckon I'm lonely or something? And Harry says, no, they just wanted to see him. And Hermione also says that they've missed him. Hagrid snorts as if he like doesn't believe them and just stomps around and makes tea in his bucket sized mugs. Bucket. Bucket. Uh, so he sets down a plate of rock cakes. We are sure these are going to be fantastic. Uh, and Harry's so hungry, he actually takes one. But Hagrid is peeling potatoes, quote, brutally, as if each one had done him a personal wrong. I can see I love this. that line. Like this. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I've totally done something like this in the kitchen when I'm, like, not feeling it or I'm, like, mad about something and I'm cooking. I, like, take it out on I can't do that because I would like cut peel yourself. my knuckles even yourself. when I'm I not would, angry. I would, so. oh, that gives me, oh. I'm very accident prone. I almost sliced my finger the last <laughs> time I was like cooking a big meal. Almost like, every time. Like, I'm like mm -hmm. Do you think that Hagrid is turning these into french fries? Because that's literally all I can think about now that you guys mentioned five guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Hermione is timid as she tells him that they really did want to carry on with Care of Magical Creatures which is a little bit of a fib. But she's just trying to say something to, like, smooth things over. So Hagrid snorts again. Harry rather Harry rather thought some bogeys landed on the potatoes Aww. and was inwardly thankful that they were not staying for dinner. Ew. That makes me want to go. That's a major snort. Oh, Hagrid. Um, so Hermione's, like, insistent. They really did. They wanted to carry on with it, but none of them could fit it in their schedules. And Hagrid still sounds like he doesn't believe them. That's kind but of honestly, <laughs> I, well, I agree. It but is he a little also bit of a low self esteem anyway, so he doesn't think his class is that great, right? So yeah. Well, it's, and think about all I the do, things he's been through, where he plans yeah. a really great lesson and then it gets, you know, dumped know. on by Malfoy. Yeah, I know. I do think that. Um, I mean, I do think that it would have been really hard to fit it in their schedules anyway like so yeah. like i think it's like it's a fib but it's also not because like would they have even had time for it had they tried probably not because yeah. slytherin justification no, just saying. <laughs> i think that i think it's probably like an easier a so like if they had time for it like why not but at yeah. the same time yeah. like it's like let take a class that i don't care about when I ha don't have time for it. You know what I mean? And especially this year, like they genuinely seem to need their free periods. So like, even if it was during a free period, like they probably could use those free periods to like actually be doing homework, which they've stated multiple times that they've actually been having to do that. Even though Ron doesn't want to, they literally don't have Who the time to them? unless they use it. Mm -hmm. So Hagrid still doesn't sound like he believes them. And this is so gross there was a squelching i hate that i hate that word i hate that word so much you could have there was a squelching sound and they looked to, <laughs> to see a large barrel in the corner that was full of foot long maggots <laughs> slimy white and writhing a subway sandwich <laughs> long what they're not 
I think they're slightly shorter, but I could totally be lying. I have no idea. Really I feel like they got sued for that foot long, and then like see if it's actually a foot long. Five dollar foot maggot. There's too much sugar in it for it to be called bread anyway. <laughs> recording. It's, it's not even enough. bread. It's a pastry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Hermione shrieks at the sight of these, and Ron leaps out of his seat and hurries around the table away from this barrel. Um, and Harry tries to sound interested when he asks what they are, as if they're not obvious. Though I guess they're pretty large to be obvious that they're maggots. Why are they so um, big? Because they're being fed to Aragog. So what? Hagrid's like they're grubs that he has to feed to Aragog. Does he engorge them? Ew, but like, you? yeah, because otherwise, like, do they just turn into some like horrific magical fly? Oh, like, what? Katie! Oh, Ew, I don't know. Oh. I hate maggots. I hate them. They're so gross. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Ew. Ew. I'm not gonna. Yeah, sleep. I know. I had to share it because it's in my brain, living by itself. <laughs> Just and I was all alone with it. <laughs> well, let's bring you down more. <laughs> So they're grubs that he has to feed to Aragog. And then just without warning, Hagrid just bursts into tears. And Hermione, being Hermione, she's just a good soul. She hurries around the table to put an arm around Hagrid's shoulders. Is is her arm even long enough to do that? No. Like, is he too big for that? It's probably she, just like a little pat pat on one shoulder, you know? Pat, pat a On his upper forearm. <laughs> on his upper forearm. <laughs> So Hagrid is sobbing and he tells them that he thinks that Aragog is dying. Um, so he got ill over the summer and he hasn't gotten better. And Hagrid says, I don't know what I'll do if he, if he, we've been together so long. That Which, breaks my heart. How old I mean, is Aragog? So it was, I mean, he Hagrid was, a little was 12. Baby when he was in third year or whatever. And that, and that was, was the Chamber of Secrets. Ago. Was, so yeah, open 50 years spider. ago. So he's old. He's a special He's magical old. spider. Typically. 1942 to 1997. Aragog sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> Aragog. I was thinking we went to the moon, but I knew that wasn't the actual <laughs> year. <laughs> the body will decay. <laughs> the spirit lingers on. Uh, so... Hermione just doesn't know what to say. She's just at a loss of words. And I'm just going to quote the book here for the ending of my section. So it says, Harry knew how she felt. He had known Hagrid to present a vicious baby dragon with a teddy bear, seen him croon over giant scorpions with suckers and stingers, attempt to reason with his brutal giant of a half-brother. But this was perhaps the most incomprehensible of all his monster fancies. The gigantic talking spider, Aragog, who dwelled deep in the Forbidden Forest and which he and Ron had only narrowly escaped four years previously. <laughs> Monster fancies. Aragog, to me, is definitely the most terrifying creature, I think, that, that Hagrid deals with. I not would not want to meet giant. Aragog. No, no, I would rather meet Grop over Aragog any day. Oh, Scrooge? Yeah, they're smaller. I can run away from that. <laughs> I can't I run away from a massive group of spiders that can run faster than me. Ronnie Eczema. 
clearly it only works on one at a time. Harry was struggling. I thought you said Ronnie eczema. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Ron, Ron has eczema. I just, I just feel, <laughs> is anyone surprised that I ha- feel bad for Hagrid because when I love him? But like, that's just a hard thing to go through. No, that, like, you're sad. losing no matter what it is. You your know? friends. I mean, I and would, then you are already fighting it. with your other friends, basically. I would compare it to, I mean, losing a pet because yeah. that's how he feels yeah. about it. So I, I yeah. mean, that sucks. Like and there's, then, there's nothing you can say to somebody when something like that happens. It's just, it's sucky. And he's caring for his pet in his old age, and right, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Could have just let him children eat him, which is what you should do. <laughs> Care for your pets through their old age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please Amen. and thank you. Please and thank you, or do not talk to me. Thanks. Mm. All right. So I think it's, yeah, it's Hermione. She says, despite Ron shaking his head and looking quite unhappy, she asks Hagrid if there's anything that they could do. Because I think if Ron had to come face to face with any of Aragog's family or Aragog himself, I don't know if he could survive that. So Hagrid thankfully says he doesn't think there is. The rest of Aragog's family has been acting funny since he's been ill. Um, and Ron mutters, which I don't think Hagrid hears. He says, yeah, I think we saw a bit of that side of them. <laughs> They're planning uh, a feast. Yeah. Like, I bet it's just like, who's going to be, you know, king of the reactants now? And I don't know. <laughs> so Hagrid says he doesn't think it's safe for anyone but him to go near the colony anyway at this moment. But it does mean a lot to him that Hermione would offer. And that must have done the trick. One, you know, them being so kind to him. Two, them showing up, and three, getting that off his chest because he's been alone with this, um, with this news since the summer, and he's kind of had to just deal with it on his own. So the atmosphere gets a lot lighter after that, thankfully. Um, and Hagrid's like, "Yeah, you know, I always knew eventually you'd find it hard to squeeze me into your school schedules." And he says, "Even if you applied for time turners, and this, I don't know if this is the first time we hear this." That they did, in fact, smash the entire stock of time turners at the ministry. I think this is the first time we actually hear confirmation of that. Because we know they smashed them, but mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't have known then that they smashed all of them. Right. Um, and, and I guess it was in the Daily Prophet. And, uh, oh, hey, Chris Child. What up? That's where you come into play later on. Yeah, definitely not all smashed. Mm. Or, you know, well, they are, but technology changes. Yep. People make, make new things. things. That's not real. <laughs> so you mean to tell me if Poke somebody walked bear. in, walked into Apple <laughs> and smashed every single iPhone, they would never be able to make another iPhone. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> they wouldn't. That. That's true. Never. You're like, oh. They were all smashed. Can't move on from this. Sorry. I still it sounds like what uh, like Android would come in and do. We will win. Smash all the iPhones. I know. For me, I still use a kite and a key to get my electricity. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Is that how you send a text? I just, I just stand outside with a wire hanger in my hand. I like what Vinny says that he said that was for certain the author trying to remove them as an option for the plot, considering the characters that start to die in this book. Mm. That's so a very like, good oh, point. Well. Because, it, I mean, it does make it difficult in like any type of story when you introduce time travel. People will always question like, well, why can't we just do that again? 
you right. know so like yeah. to take that out somehow and just be like not an option going forward you right know? yeah because a lot of people are gonna not be around anymore and everyone's gonna be real mad about it so yeah yeah um, so Hagrid apologizes for how he's been acting. He's been worried about Aragog. And then he admits that he wonders if things would have been different if Professor Grubbly Plank had been teaching. Like if the trio would have mm-hmm. fit, fit it into their schedules. And it still would have been a no. I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I agree. But instantly they just go on about how dreadful of a teacher <laughs> Grubbly Plank was, even though it's not true. That um, terrible person. I do that to Tiffany. I tell her what a great teacher she is all the time, and it's oh, a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Just kidding. She's actually a very good teacher. Oy. I don't want. But by the time it. they left, Hagrid looked quite cheerful. <laughs> so they did. They did their they job. Did their job. <laughs> Communication. Mm-hmm. Poor Harry is a starvin'. He didn't get to finish his rock cake because he bit into it and heard a quote ominous crack from one of his back teeth and decided to put that down. That would have been painful if it was actually his tooth. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it his like did his tooth? It was back probably or was it the rock the cake? cake. Got it, okay. Is my guess. Because otherwise, yeah, that would have been painful. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. And he doesn't have much time to eat before his detention was safe. <laughs> Oh, Snape. Oh, Snape. So Cormac McLaggen is entering the Great Hall ahead of them. And I didn't catch this. I don't know how many times I've read this. I didn't catch it. He's still confounded even now because he tries <laughs> to get through the doors and it takes him two oh tries because he ricocheted God. off the frame. <laughs> right? I didn't even realize that. And I was like, why is that important that he's like walking into the door or whatever? I know. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> he was hitting the and hooch. then that's that's what makes Harry like remember and he pulls Hermione back and calls her out and he's like hmm sure seems like he's confounded and she blushes and admits it um, but I guess he's like you know that's kind of like against the rules and she's like you should have heard what he was saying about Ron and Ginny and he has a nasty temper you wouldn't have wanted someone like that on the team and Harry says no I suppose that's true but wasn't that dishonest, Hermione? I mean, you're a prefect, aren't you? And she's like, oh, be quiet. <laughs> I like that she also made sure that he knows that he was talking smack about Ginny. She's like, I'm yeah. just going to slip. Like, yes, Ron, but also he said stuff about Ginny, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure nice that skin, Hermione you know, is right. sure that was goes. on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure Hermione has known that Harry likes Ginny before oh. Harry knew that oh, Harry liked Ginny. A thousand percent. Well, sure. And she knows yeah. that Ginny's been in love with him since Jump. Because they, they talk actually about talk it all the time, yeah. And she, she was the one that told him, told her to move on. Hermione Dean was. Dean told Pravardi yeah. to t- tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, so Ron appears because he went ahead. He appears back at the doorway. He's looking a little sus, and he's like, "What are you two doing? Is this a moment for future jealousy here?" Just make I thought the same thing. Perhaps. Um, there's the mention of the smell of roast beef in the Great Hall, and Ooh. that just sounds so good. I like roast. It's been a minute since we've had that. Make yeah, it. we should make some. We should make some pot roast. Like it's been a minute. You say that like we're gonna be invited to your house, Catherine. You can come down anytime. You have never <laughs> once invited me to your home. That's true. We have we have no idea what the inside of there. We know as much as you do you because you we've never been there. I'll give you a tour. They're always Guess like, what? let's just stay at a hotel. We never have time. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Let me just stay at uh, whatever that beach, whatever places with no <laughs> blankets. Oh my God, those blankets. <laughs> they weren't blankets. Oh. They no, felt like towels. They were hospital sheets. It was horrid. No, hospital sheets are better than that. I was going to say, hospital at sheets least are hospital thicker. blankets are warm. <laughs> yeah. They're and usually like true. nice and warm. That is not. True. What you can mm-hmm. get warm blankets in a hospital? No, you gotta you gotta ask blanket. for it. Correct. <laughs> Katie's always given them. It depends. It must I, let me know. say this. Let and me they're say like, this. she needs a warm blanket. Meg acts I like do. I'm in the hospital. All the time. I know. I was like, when are you staying in the hospital so much? Okay, it's happened Jeez. once. God. <laughs> they're, they're usually on every floor that we have one. We didn't always have one on every floor. Have one what? A blanket warmer. Oh. Um, but the ICU has the biggest one. That's Do they like, have it in the birthing sense. unit? I don't have one of those at my hospital. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> I would assume so. Nobody warmed my blankets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ron's thinking. <laughs> oh my God. That is rich. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Smell <laughs> of You guys okay? No. no. <laughs> uh, poor Harry is very hungry. He still hasn't been able to eat. But he's thwarted again because here comes Slughorn blocking his path at a Gryffindor table and he invites him to dinner. Um, and he tells him, oh, McLaggen's coming, Zabini's coming, this is a solid group you're building here for me, buddy. And Melinda Bobbin, Melinda, her family, <laughs> Melinda, her family owns a large chain of apothecaries. What a group. <laughs> and he hopes that Hermione will come too. Melinda Bobbin! <laughs> it's an authentic apothecary from the days of yore. <laughs> baby's like what are you doing why is everything so closed in here because i'm laughing uh Uh, we're fine so um oh gotta get my notes so slughorn has acknowledged harry and hermione but not ron and harry tells him him being slughorn that he can't go because he's got detention that night with snape um and slughorn isn't deterred he Sure. I thought you said he's a turd. Isn't deterred. Isn't deterred. (laughs) Deterred. Uh, Now I can't say it without thinking. Deterred. (laughs) Alana yelled at me for talking about poop today, and I was like, "You are talking about it, not me." She's great. Um, Oh god. Because he's sure that he can. I think that was supposed to say make Snape see reason. I don't know. Um, and that, like, sure, I can get Snape. He'll he'll postpone it so you can come. Um, and that you'll be able to, like, and see me later, basically. And Harry's like, okay, whatever. Uh, so Slughorn leaves. Harry knows that there's a snowball's chance in the fiery place. <laughs> <laughs> basically, there's no chance in... I guess I can't say it. Tiffany doesn't want me to say it. Uh, of Snape moving his detention again because, what, it's already been moved. 
Um, but especially not for doing some special dinner thing with Slughorn. Also, Harry doesn't want to go. Um, so Hermione tells him that she wishes he could go because she doesn't want to go alone. And then Ron snaps that she won't be going alone because Jenny's been invited too. And obviously he's upset about it because he's being ignored by Slughorn and he has his own, uh, like issues with that. And, you know, seeing himself as like an actual human and not like the sidekick. He just doesn't think highly of himself. Okay. So after dinner, they go back to the Gryffindor Tower. Obviously, Ron is in a bad mood. <laughs> um, I shouldn't laugh at that. Hermione finds someone's like leftover paper. Um, so she starts to read it. And it also probably scares the crap out of Ron for a hot second. Because she says, oh, Ron, your dad's in it. And then she like immediately was like, nothing bad, though. Which is sad that you have to say that in these frightening times. These unprecedented times. So reading from the book, this is what God, she's I saying. hate that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just says that he's been to visit the Malfoy's house. And the second search of the Death Eaters residence does not seem to have yielded any results. Arthur Weasley of the office for the detection and confiscation of counterfeit defensive spells and protective objects said that his team had been acting upon a confidential tip off. Um, I tried to like see what that acronym would be. And it was a lot of O's and D's and C's. So I guess there's like two. No, there's only two. Seats. Regardless, it was oh, long. It didn't look like anything fun. So then Harry tells them that he told Mr. He's like, yeah, that was me. Like I told him like kind of like what he saw Malfoy was doing and like what he thinks he's up to before getting on the train. And he thinks that if they didn't see anything at the Malfoy's house, that must mean that Draco had brought whatever it is to school. Um, and then Hermione's like, nah, that's he couldn't have because they were searching everyone's stuff. Um, Filch was like going through everybody like with mm-hmm. um, what is it called a secrecy sensor it's a sensor a I don't probity know probity probe yeah <laughs> um, probity probe and then obviously Harry did not know that everyone's things were being searched because he was late because Malfoy broke his nose so I googled went to the good old google slash the wiki to see what a secrecy sensor was um, and secrecy was a difficult word for me to spell, but I think I spelled it correctly when I looked it up. Not that anybody cares. A I secrecy care. sensor was a type of dark detector. That's a lot of alliterations. It was shaped like an aerial. I don't know what that is. It kind of looks like, um, well, I guess not. I was going to say it kind of looks like a metal detector. It looks like a microphone. Yeah. Um, but it was gold in color and very squiggly. Why it is it vibrated black it in the picture on Wiki? I know. <laughs> it vibrated when it detected concealments and lies. But yeah. I'm trying to see. It says Barnum is Crouch Jr. While disguised as Alar Samudi had one in his office. Um, it was no use to him at the school because it was constantly humming. He claimed that students were always nearby telling lies about why they had not completed their homework assignments, but it was almost certainly detecting Crouch himself. Um, it says when Harry entered the room of requirement before the first Dumbledore's army meeting, he also discovered several secrecy sensors among other dark detectors. That sounds like a cool show. Dark detector. Um, and then we know that <laughs> Phil chooses them. He scanned all of the students who entered or left the school with the secrecy sensor in order to detect any dark artifacts that may, that may have been brought into the school. Um, so 
cool secrecy sensor and so then he was like okay well then he's gonna have someone like send it or mail it to him basically or he already has um and then hermione's like well the mail is also being searched so like (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) and then ron or harry like looks to ron because uh in the past really ron has kind of always been in his corner and always agreed with him but it's kind of like ron's already in this mood he's not a hundred percent paying attention he's probably thinking about the fact that he wasn't invited to slughorn's party and you know all of those other things but he is looking towards lavender brown attention um and when harry starts to ask him what did you say nothing (laughs) Catherine. what did you say katie that says lav lav bro lav lav bro um so harry starts to ask him like what like what did he think kind of or like what was his whatever um he doesn't get the full sentence out but he says malfoy and ron just tells him to drop it which i don't know if he's ever really told him that before but you know yeah. what sucks is that like harry's a hundo percent correct right I now think he's, do you think he's mad because harry was talking to hermione I think that he's, I think, I think he's genuinely like, so he was so fired up all morning and so nervous. And while yes, he made it on the team, like just because like you, I feel, and I don't know, this is from my personal experience, but like if I had been so nervous that I was like green, basically as like Ron was described for all of those hours. And then now it's dinner time. I don't, and, and yes, like he got what he wanted where he was, um on the team like those feelings don't automatically for me at least go away so like i like yes i'm going to be excited but like i'm still not going to be like my back to normal self because i was having all of those hours of being so so anxious to the point that i wanted to vomit um and then he's going from that he's going to haggard which is also going to be an uncomfortable situation because they were all going in because they weren't talking to him and then finding out like whoa you sit crying that's an emotional thing and then going and your two friends and your sister are all invited to this party and you aren't not a great day for ron minus him getting on the team so yes so like i think he's just at his wits end at this point so like all of these things have culminated and he just wants to go to bed (laughs) i don't i'm not laughing at it but like i get it i feel like the way that you explained that you explained like a day that you've had that's tiffany when i tell people (laughs) i am i i'm anxious every day um and yes there are days where like i just want to vomit (laughs) i just want to and we laugh about it the emotional range of a teaspoon yeah yeah he gets better um he got better so ron tells him to drop it harry fires back telling him that it's not their fault and this is true that it's not their fault that that slughorn didn't invite him to that stupid party and he literally calls it a stupid party they don't want to go anyways um and i think while yes that's true and yes like harry going and all not going but like being invited like harry can't control that but it's kind of i think for ron he's thinking like you just wouldn't get it because you don't know like for him there's all of these other people that like and he puts a lot of pressure on himself i would say like with Mm-hmm. who he's friends with and who he's family with where like he he has to like uh be as good as all of his brothers and like then there's Ginny who's like the girl of the family so like she already has that going for her where like Ron's just Ron we're like yes that's my brother that's my brother that's my brother yes that's my sister and my best friend Terry Potter so like for him he doesn't see himself 
um, as adding a lot of value to things. And then like having stuff like this happen just compounds that thought in his head where like he's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he just decides to go to bed. (laughs) Uh, He also thinks Hermione loves Harry, which she does, but not like that. Anyways, he goes to bed, he stomps off. Um, and this is when the new chaser, Demelza, gives Harry a message from Snape. And I thought, like, I read this to do my um, summary, and then I read it again to, like, do my notes. And I, like, thought in my head that she, like, handed him a note. But, like, no, she think of, like, think of her, it. Snape coming up to her and be like, tell Harry Potter this. Yeah. And then tells her <laughs> what to say and then says it back basically, like, verbatim. Um <clears throat> So quoting, it says, he says you're to come to his office at half past eight tonight to do your detention. Uh, so <laughs> I'm so mad. No matter how many party invitations you've received and he wanted you to know that you'll be sorting out rotten flabber worms from good ones to use in potions. And and he says there's no need to bring protective gloves. <laughs> So I go- good. I googled flabber worms just for yeah, what do you need protective gloves for just because they're gross? No, it does. Isn't there like uh, pus? Do something, right? Doesn't we'll, they have we'll to, get like, to isn't it. Like boober poober. <laughs> eh, boober oh, to bear. <laughs> the flabber worm was a herbaceous. I don't know if I said that right. Herbaceous. herbaceous. I like it's, that. I don't, that's a, I don't think that's the word I'm reading, is it, Tiffany? <laughs> herbaceous. It's slightly smaller than herbivious. those foot long maggots that were in uh, Hagrid's hut because <gasps> they're ten inches. They're toothless. Brown magical worm. It's herbaceous. <laughs> they're brown. Herbivorous. Herbivorous. Ew, I always pictured them green. Herbivorous. <laughs> <laughs> I have a speech impediment. Okay, I genuinely don't know how to read things and say things. What did What did you say? I love it. How did I don't you say know, it? Because it sounded like it was like really cool. <laughs> Herbivacious? Herbivorous. Herbivorous. <laughs> I can't remember. Herbivorous. Herbivous. They ate mainly lettuce and cabbage. I love lettuce and cabbage. <laughs> it's so good. Cabbage and noodles. Yes. yes. So good. Yes. Cole Cannon, also good. Oh, Cole Cannon. It's been a minute. Mm. Um, description. It is not considered a particularly interesting creature with an with a ministry of magic classification of X or boring, which is, <laughs> which was boring. the lowest rank. Each end was identical to the other from which they chewed vegetation and exuded, uh, mucus, which was sometimes used to thicken potions. It moved very little and preferred to live in damp ditches. Wait, can it eat out either end? Is that what yes. I don't want to, um, talk yes, about it. Katie. Are you serious? Are you jealous? No, I'm horrified. Katie's like, because look I'm at thinking... all the snacks I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's because... thinking of probably like the mucus coming out the mouth. No, I was thinking about how at one point, like I think their exam was like they had to poke lettuce down their throats. But what if it wasn't in their throats? Either get, way, I think it's, it's still, fun. It's, it's still being eaten. <laughs> <sighs> Poor flabberworm. <laughs> Contrary to the claims of Draco Malfoy and his gang, which were designed to attack Hagrid and his quality mm-hmm. as professor, flabberworms did not possess teeth and thus did not bite. Um, flabberworms were apparently edible, and the flabberworm <laughs> fritters were sometimes served for lunch. No, at Hogwarts. What's that from? I don't know. But click it. Click it. Click it. What Hogwarts is it? Hogwarts mystery. 
Is some, it some BS? No, it's Hogwarts. It's uh, the nope, video it's game. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone video game. <laughs> Dumb. Throw it out. Games. Um, so it says, I'm not going to read the rest of this, but I am going to read Usage and Potions. Flabberer mucus was a green and slimy substance commonly mm. used as a thickener in many potions, a popular and useful ingredient. It was used in potions such as the Wigan Weld potion, herbicide potion, and the sleeping draft. Etymology to flabber means to sag and wobble. So instead of saying like wobble baby wobble, could you just say flabber baby flabber? Can you guys believe that flabber worms can eat lettuce from both ends? No, it's not not shocking to me. Jeez, but yeah, worms, fun. Harry's excited. Yay, Snape. All right. Are we ready for the lightning bolt round? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, Let's see. Vinny, I can't repeat that on the pod, but that's... (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Marguerite asks, if Harry got his friend's gifts, what do you think he got them? What? For their birthdays. I'm sorry, say it again. If Harry got Ron and Hermione gifts for their birthdays, what do you think he got them? Like this year, nothing. He books. never acknowledged them. Books. Yeah, um, and run something Quidditch mm-hmm. food gloves candy. keeper gloves Cho- chocolate frogs. He got chocolate An frogs. He got candy. A he got uh, cheaper hat so that they weren't like what's you wearing? I bet you one year he probably got a screw just to screw with them. <laughs> oh, didn't good. he not like those? A what? A screw? Yeah. Didn't he not like them? They'd yeah. be funny. Nobody likes them. Wow. I hope their mom likes them. They don't have one. <laughs> they were genetically created. Next genetically question. modified. <laughs> Next question is from Katie Kayaktel. What kind of potatoes do you think Haggard was making and would you eat them? And no, because his boogers are all over them. them. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the Probably question, though. Roasted. Did he wash them before he peeled them? Because if he was washing them afterwards, there would no, be no snot on them. And then you're going to roast them or boil them or something. I don't think my so brain is doing it, Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. But Potatoes. I, I eat potatoes almost any way they come. Remember when Alana called me a fat potato? I have a question. <laughs> What's your favorite form of potato? Roasted. No, I have a lot of different ones. This is really difficult. For All right, me. you could do a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast? Yeah. Um. Well, it's gonna be like home fries, but the cubed ones. Okay. Uh, lunch. French fries. No, I'm gonna go like roast it in the oven. Little uh, olive oil, salt, and pepper. Real simple. E B O O. Real good. And then dinner. Pregnant Tiffany's been digging loaded baked potatoes mm. with this really good um sharp cheddar. It's like, like a aged sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. What about you? Megan, you're next. Oh, okay. You have to go in order. Uh some good roasties. I like whenever you like breakfast, boil them lunch, a little dinner. Bit. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Don't you I mean, look at honestly, us like that? And you could have the same thing for every meal. I don't care. But you need to clarify. I think breakfast and dinner would be the same. It would be roasted potatoes. I think that those would be delicious. 
but like the kind where you like boil them a little bit and then you like shake them around to get them all starchy and then you bake them and they've got like a good crisp on them. You I've never I mean? done that. Mm-mm. It's very yummy. Um, and then lunch would be a French fry, but like a fresh French fry. Like fresh cut French fries. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do vinegar? No. Just salt? Yeah. Okay. I love a good vinegar on a fresh cut. You know fry. what's good? Gross. The um malt vinegar aioli that you could dip your French fry in from Hex. Oh, yeah. Just delicious. Hex is pretty great. Yeah. If you're ever in Cleveland, eat at Hex. You'll you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. Catherine. Uh, in the morning, probably home fries, like really good home fries. Are you talking like shredded or cubed or sliced? I think cubed. Yeah. Yeah. But not like the freezer cubed. No, ones. no, like no, fresh no, no, no. We're talking like ones. somebody's yeah. cutting these by hand. Yeah. 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 The, the frozen ones don't cook well. No, they don't. No, They're they kind of gross. They like they kinda, never crisp. They kind of yeah. become yeah. like the they potato burn. disappears in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So it's because like the they're too small. Yeah, they're cut too small. Yeah, they're I too cubey. And I don't mind like the sh- if 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 on a th- like if someone has bought like the shredded frozen one like that I don't hate. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. but the cubed one I hate it. If you <laughs> yeah. stick the shredded ones in a frying pan, wait, a little you bit, you want to talk bad. about because well I won't say it, but sometimes if you just take um tater tots and you nuke them so they're not frozen solid anymore you could put that in a frying pan and like zhuzh them up and that could be you just dated yourself with all the things that you just said nuke (laughs) zhuzh i mean it's all right i'm i almost said i'm 32 i'm not yet soon i'm gonna nuke them up all right so i got my pocketbook over here sitting on the damn (laughs) porch Next to my pager and my Rolodex, <laughs> uh, with my flip phone. Although flip phones, I think like some people have them. They're no. coming back. Yeah, they're yeah. coming back a little bit. So, Katie, you said home fries for the first. Yeah, what's, what's your, your lunch? lunch potato? Probably French fries, and then dinner would be some really good mashed because I mm. freaking love. I like mashed. Potatoes. I like a good mashed potato. Marty, Marty makes a good mashed tater. We don't like, really I eat love them anymore. Mashed potatoes. Mm. It's because your mom doesn't like them. I know, which aggravates me. But at the same time, I'm like, I guess that, like, if I was married to someone and they didn't like something, I wouldn't cook it for them. Yeah. You know? Um, I would probably do a good home fry for breakfast, either cubed or sliced. Um, but they got to be crispy. Mm-hmm. I probably would throw, like, obviously garlic and onion and stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to put the gut- onion in later so it doesn't, like, burn. That's how much I want my potatoes to be crisp. Um, probably french fries for lunch. Um, and maybe, like, smashed, like, um, Ooh. either, like, roasted in the oven or the ones where, like, you boil, then you smash them, and then you roast them. So they're, like, oh, they're just so good. Martin makes With, those real good. With some salt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The, some the, coarse. The, the coarse salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of olive oil. Olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I also you. usually put, um, red pepper flakes in all of my... All of my, like, if I'm making breakfast potatoes, mm-hmm. um, and if I'm roasting potatoes, like, in the oven, I will put tons of red pepper flakes because I like my food a little spicy. Spicy. Spicy, spicy. You can ask patrons. 
No. I also. But you can have other people ask questions. <laughs> I also just want to <laughs> say that. Katie Kayaktil got credit for that question, but I also oh. want to make sure that the prefix gives Scythe credit for that question because I was going to ask basically what we ended up talking about. So for house points, they both got to get them got because it. we answered both of their questions. Okay. Um, let's see. Morgan asks, if you had to, which of Haggard's creatures would you take care of for a week? Fang. Uh, fang. <laughs> <laughs> Baby unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tiffany, you don't deserve that. Shut up. That didn't even I look like Tiffany, a cute unicorn. I sent Tiffany no. a picture of a plush baby unicorn. She goes, What is that? <laughs> what is a horse? That? Hmm. It did look like we a can't unicorn. be friends. It was, we can't be friends. It was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> It is rude. Oh, God. Sorry, stuffed animal unicorn with no feelings. <laughs> I would do Fang or Fluffy. Fluffy? I, I yeah, was like, I play fetch with Fluffy. Wouldn't that be funny? What? <laughs> you fall strike swipe. Yeah. Oh, I would like Fluffy. I, I had to that. think about it for a second. I was like, who's Fluffy? <laughs> it's oh, been my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, Fang. I would cuddle that pooch all day. All day. Uh, Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I just smacked my elbow on the window. So no biggie. Sorry, I didn't even hear it. <laughs> I think I shook the whole apartment. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay. Mia asks, "What is our least favorite phrase to come out of the pandemic?" Example: pivot, <laughs> hybrid, unprecedented, etc. What was the uh, first one? What pivot. The, what was? Wait. What was the pivot. question? This just makes What's our least friends? favorite phrase to come out of the pandemic? Oh, unprecedented times. Yeah. Pivot. Everything I want to say is probably super controversial, so I won't say it. Um, I'm sick of words I'm tired I'm of hearing. I'm going to do my own research. That's a phrase I'm tired <laughs> of hearing. <laughs> if I never hear the word, um, what is it? Can 95? <laughs> I, I'm um, really over the word unprecedented, though. That I'm, is definitely unprecedented. Ugh. I get it. Everything Zoom, is unprecedented. I'm over right the now. word Zoom. Yeah. I'm over um, remote. I'm over <laughs> mask. I'm over uh, hybrid. <laughs> I'm over the word iPad and seesaw and schoology. As a Starbucks barista, I'm over the question. Did you do your COVID coach? Yeah, I answered all the dang questions. I'm I can over be the word here. COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm over the vid. I'm over getting my temperature <laughs> taken every day. I'm over the anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm over anxiety. Yeah. I hate it all. Yeah. Did that I, answer yeah, your question? I, I, can't, I can't wait for the day that it's. I mean, I don't think it's ever going away, um, but I, I can't wait for the day where, like, I don't have to put a gown up on every single patient yeah. I go into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when yeah. that'll be, but I look forward to I it. would like to freely drink my coffee in my classroom while my students are there. That would be cool. Yeah. Because I'm like this. Yeah. I'd really tired. <laughs> I, I would really love to not 
have mask me <laughs> anymore because <laughs> it's bad. Mine have been like rubbing the soft spots under my eyes. And Mine is like, under my chin in. right here. Mine's my nose lately. Ugh. Okay. Let's not talk about it since we hate it so much. Sam, Enough with the personal pan pizza. <laughs> Sam Gartley asks, is the dark detector just a moral compass or is it like seeing your enemy's actions against you? That's interesting. Like, would it work mm-hmm. different for somebody who we would perceive as good versus who we would perceive as bad? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like thinking like Goblet of Fire, right? Like all those dark detectors that Bachi Crouch Jr. had. Like, did they work an advantage to him when he used them even though he's a baddie right. like did he it. use them it feels or like did it. he just have them up to like go with the illusion oh, that he is mad i move no i think he used them because he was pretending to be somebody else but like if it's constantly humming he... it's humming because he's not a great dude the faux glass though was working for him wouldn't harry have been his enemy was that harry lurking in the glass because it says you could see like their eyes or something. I don't know. Whites in their eyes. It's a really deep question. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, like if you buy something and its intended purpose is like whatever, regardless of how you like, if you're going to use it for good or for like, if you yourself are using it for its intended purpose, but like nefariously, like it's it's just like, does that make sense? Like you using it if you are evil but you want to make sure like you're detecting people that are against you it would still work i would think yeah i don't know it hurts my head i don't i don't know awkward <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i that's i don't really know how i feel about agreed I guess I I personally think it would work who, like however that person needed it to needed it to work. Yeah, I feel like that's how magic would go. Yeah. Otherwise um Judy couldn't have been so um convincing. successful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay, one more question, another one from Sam Gartley. This is a fun one. If you had to pick a new two-color name for Lavender Brown, what would it be? I've been thinking about this all episode. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to look up Crayola it colors. It is Purple Mountain's Majesty Chocolate. <laughs> that took Crayola me how long to names. Took me almost an hour and a half to think of that. Complete list. Let's see. How many are there? How many are there? 36. <laughs> Counted them myself. There's quite a lot. It's. I would uh, do purple espresso. They have 120 huh? different brands. Huh? What about wisteria Razzle. poop? What wisteria poop? <laughs> What's what colors wisteria? It's like a purpley purple. shade. Yeah. Come on, open up your box of 64. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I didn't realize we had to stick within purple and brown. Yeah. Did no, we but I thought it. I liked the idea of just changing it to another purple yeah. color and brown color. Okay. Like young orange. Periwinkle yeah. beaver. I looked at their thing today. <laughs> beaver! <laughs> That's a Vivid violet color. raw sienna. <laughs> what? Raw sienna. Vivid, vivid, vivid violet color. raw sienna. Vivid uh. violet. 
Violet, oh uh, Violet coffee. What about radical Marvelous red fuzzy wuzzy? Tumbleweed. <laughs> radical <What>? red fuzzy wuzzy. <laughs> tumbleweed. I said marvelous tumbleweed. <laughs> I mean, who says it can't be the same word? It could be like pink, pink. Piggy right. pink blue, blue. sepia. <laughs> Goldenrod shadow. <laughs> she could be oh, related yeah. to Jokey White and she could be like. Shut up. <laughs> Tickle me pink cerulean. Oh, God. Tickle me pink cerulean. Oh, God. Did you know for uh, years I thought cerulean was pronounced curleen? Yeah, that <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Uh, I found that out when we played Pokemon. What? <laughs> yeah, Cerulean. I didn't understand cerulean city. I was like, doesn't really Cerulean. sound very nice. You're like going Wait. to curleen. 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 Please don't take my colors just because you can. Sarah singing in kindergarten. Oh Vinny said this before, but it made me laugh. He said Burgundy Brown, so their ship name would be Ron Burgundy. Oh, also, that's amazing. I like that. Mia, we do not speak of Rose Art. Okay, it's crazy. <laughs> what is bust. Rose Art? <laughs> Rose Art is garbage. <laughs> Literally garbage. Curly. That's just as good as Curly. Katie thinking Curly. geese and goose are just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the difference is Katie thought that up until a few months ago. I've known how to pronounce <gasps> Cerulean for a long no. time. No, what? Like, what five years? When did you learn ago? how to pronounce it? More than five years. It is ago. Five, but still. Like probably ten years ago. It was yesterday. Okay, but how old are you? I was still in college. I can't get over yeah, Colleen. You were in college. <laughs> I didn't have my degree yet. I guess I was in college. I went through Wait, college and on. I also thought there was a goose and a geese. So you I technically went to like art school and thought it was Colleen. <laughs> Maybe that's when I realized <laughs> at Kent. She's in like color theory and someone's like, hand me cerulean. You mean curling? Every time you say it, I just want to be like, curling, curling. That's so good. Curling, curling. 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 My face hurts. I'm laughing. You know what I love about this podcast, though, is that it literally goes out to thousands of people and we admit stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) right what is wrong with us okay here i'll admit something early i have to double check and triple check myself because i don't think i can spell the word definitely on my own (laughs) i will tell you right now i am the world's worst speller i I still don't know how to spell kitchen i mean i do but like i don't like i'm not struggling spelling february Every time, Feb- I always Ru- have to say Ari. February. Yeah, I always have to say it. Just Ru- like Ru- I have to say Ru- Wednesday. Ru- <laughs> and I then mean, I still I question. I'm like, day in my looks head. Like too many R's. I know. I am the world's worst speller, and thank God for spell check. And anytime my mom's like, "How do you spell this?" I'm like, "You got to Google it." Definitely, I, it's always do. so hard for me to spell. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, I don't know why. And like some words with like the I E or the E I. Yeah. Sometimes up. I'll be writing sight words with the kids and sight words are called sight words because you're supposed to just memorize them pretty much because you can't like sound them out. And the one day the word was what? W-H-A-T. And I was looking at it and I was like, 
Don't you hate that when you start it? word. It's like, is this right? What? And I'm hat. like in my head and I grab what my phone hat. and I'm like, what? Yeah. When you see when you stare at it so hard. Yeah. And you're like, it looks that so looks weird. Wrong. I was yeah. like, but why is it W A WAT? It's WAT. I was uh I was making stuff for our January box and one of the words in the logo, I like was staring at it too long and I was like, did I spell this wrong? And it was the word common. <laughs> I was just like, is that too many O's? <laughs> what? Sometimes I still get confused about uh, vacuum. Is it two C's or is it two U's? Yep. Yep. Me too. Yeah. It's it's two U's. <sighs> yep. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. B-A-C-U-U-M. It's U and the vacuum. There's and two the only reason why I kn- got me confused because there's a lot of double le- letters in that. The only reason why I know C's. it's to use and I learned how to spell it right was because when you had to check out the vacuum at Toledo from the front desk, you had to write the thing that you were checking out in like this log. So if you know you broke it or stole it, they would be like, you have it. I will always remember how to spell the word <laughs> vacuum because I was flying through a spelling bee doing so well. And got eliminated on the word vacuum. <gasps> I was so bummed. I have never tried to do a spelling bee because I Bureau. would fail. There's just words, man. Words we don't like. Hello, child. You're in my room. Anyway, <laughs> bingo went to Gryffindor. Congratulations to Morgan. Yay. Why are you kicking my rib? Bingo. Oh, my God. Because they're really a Ravenclaw and they're mad you won the bingo. <laughs> They're the size of a sweet what potato, but I swear. There's who kicks my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a foot in my rib or something. Who? It doesn't feel good. <laughs> who won the house cup? Hufflepuff won the yeah. house cup. Mm-hmm. Smelly bear. 280 points to Hufflepuff. Who's yeah. second place? Gryffindor oh. was in second. <laughs> Cause that bingo <laughs> all right friends okay. will be like a fan story no yeah go for it all right today's fan story comes from kaylee chamberlain this is from january of 2021 which feels like yesterday a year is actually ago. a year ago Jeez, crazy i literally am still in 2019 i know i know no because if we or were at least early we 2020 <laughs> <laughs> with the mask is that what you said yeah because 2019 True. we were living it up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going to disney mask free yep all right so kaylee says hi tiffany katie sarah and megan i am so excited to finally be sending in my potter story i am a late arrival i started listening to your podcast in august of 2020 and i am now about halfway through the order of the phoenix in january 2021 Anyways, my Potter story is not exciting compared to other listeners. Let me be the judge of that. (laughs) I was born in 1999, so I did not grow up with the books or the movies. However, I have two older brothers that were around Harry's age, so my grandparents gifted them the books every Christmas. My older brother would be reading the books all the time. To me, it was annoying because I just wanted to have his attention. I did not understand why he would want to sit alone reading. Then as the movies came out, my brothers and mom would go see them. And when they came on DVD, they would buy them. When I tell you that I could not watch the movies because I was terrified of Voldemort, (laughs) it is not an exaggeration. I had nightmares about him. However, by the time The Deathly Hallows Part 2 came in theaters, I was 11 years old. 
a family friend of mine who's about five years older than me was going to see the movie on its opening night and invited me to come with her, so I went. I did not understand anything that happened, but I loved the movie, and I knew I needed to learn more. After seeing the movie, I went home and watched every other movie, all in two days. That's a shame. <laughs> then I began the books. I read the books in a matter of two months, which is quick for an 11 to 12-year-old. My family became annoyed with me because of how obsessed with reading and talking about Harry Potter I was, and this continued for many years. Years later, when I was 15, my parents surprised me with a trip to Universal, which was a dream come true. I hmm. cried when I entered Diagon Alley, and it was such a joy to hear about some of your first trips to Universal. After this, I kind of drew away from Harry Potter for several years until my sophomore year in college when I decided to read the books again. And this time I read them all in three and a half weeks. Dying. I did, I did what many <laughs> others do, and I read a book and then watched the corresponding movie. I searched for your podcast when I needed another form of Harry Potter, and I was not let down. Swish and Flick is my first podcast, and you are all so entertaining. I am so thankful for Harry Potter and the community that it brings with it. Harry Potter has taught me how to love, be bold, stand for those who cannot stand for themselves, and be unapologetically myself. Harry Potter has helped me through so many difficult times in my life as I can relate to so many different characters. I've always been able to relate to Ron and his feelings of not being good enough, but as I read the books and Ron developed more confidence and bravery, so did I. The books truly helped me be a better, stronger person. With that being said, I'm 100% a Gryffindor with a few Hufflepuff tendencies. Mainly, Woo! I love food. And I am married to a Hufflepuff. My wand is Hazelwood with a Phoenix Feather Core, 11 and 3 quarter inches, and brittle flexibility. My really Patronus close to is. Me. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah it's Hazel, like almost right. exact. Mine's 9 and 3 quarters. But. <laughs> Dude, mine's 9 and 3 quarters. Well, mine's because I'm extra magical, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my Patronus is an Abyssi... I'm sorry. Abyssin... How do you say that? I don't know where Ibizin, we are. Abyssin Hound. Abyssin Hound? I don't, which I'm not perfectly, even going to try. I tried and my tongue got all tangled. <laughs> which is perfectly accurate. My Elvermorny house is Pukwudgy. I want to say my favorite character is Remus Lupin. So I love hearing Katie talk about him. It brings me joy. I also want to say that I love points that tiffany brings up i can always relate to you on so many levels and it's probably because we are from the same house finally yeah, thank yo. you ladies for making this podcast and bringing so much joy into my life i honestly think of you as my friends Aww. when i hear a harry potter th fact or anything related to harry potter i think wow i need to tell the girls about this but then i remember the reality of the situation anyways <laughs> i'm sorry if this is way too long but thank you so much and keep up the amazing work you're changing lives for the better and Aww. they leave us with a Dumbledore quote it matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. My man, Amen. If you ever want to drop us a line because you think of something that you think we would enjoy, go for it, please. Truly. We love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kaylee, I had a great time reading your story. Yeah, I don't know that what was you're great. talking about. Um, you have great you taste in characters. Old, <laughs> I know. Because you I were know. like, I was 11 when Deathly House came out. And I was like, oh. <laughs> How old was I? Yeah. In the 20s? Yeah. <laughs> I think I was in high school. No, you weren't. The movie, you butt. Oh, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it together. <laughs> I, I acted like I was in high school. That was my nickname in high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kaylee, I also love how you describe like what Harry Potter means to you because I feel the exact same way. So thank you very much for sharing your story. Guess you didn't pick a joke. Oh, I have no. potato jokes. Oh no. Can you read some of those while I find a joke? 
Um, who is the most powerful potato? <laughs> Darth Tater. Oh, <laughs> what do you get when you put an elephant and a load of potatoes together? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I have a joke about the fiery place. <laughs> I almost looked him up and I thought you were going to get mad. Because it's a swear word. Do you know how to make holy water? You boil the fiery place out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Some of these are really not nice, so I won't read them. (laughs) What do you call a stolen yam? A hot potato. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. (sighs) Do you have one, Katie? Yeah. Okay, you go and then I have one. Why was Voldemort comfortable walking around in old, broken-down shoes? Because they had split soles. (laughs) (laughs) What's a potato's favorite TV show? Star Trek. (laughs) Oh, starch. Starch Trek. I thought you said stars. Yeah. What do you call a good-looking french fry? A hot potato. I was going to say that, but you already gave me that punchline. What do you call a fake potato? Potato. An (laughs) imitator. (laughs) (laughs) All potato puns are pomme de terrible. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Pomme de terre is apple of the earth. It's French for potato. You make me want to vomit. I'm just saying that's how you say potato in French. Pomme de terre, because it's literally an apple of the earth. But it's a potato. Yes, but it grows in the ground. It's not an apple. Talk to the French. I didn't I didn't make up this rule. Talk to the French. Alright, who made this word? <laughs> Found a booger joke. A French fry. No, Katie Always. Alana was putting her um her cat by my face and I was like Alana if you get that by my nose I'm like it's gonna get boogers on it she's like ew I'm like I'm just letting you know they're there you stick it up Mm -mm. (laughs) Tiffany if you were a booger I'd pick you first wow my heart I would just snot rocket you out of my nose you're disgusting (laughs) you are disgusting why did the booger cross the road because he was being picked on (laughs) Okay. the way you're reading them with your hair in front of your face like that. <laughs> Follow your hosts on social media. Myself <laughs> and Katie on Instagram at the Petrus Family. Tiffany's on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick and Sarah's on Instagram at omalley with three H's. <gasps> Ding. <gasps> Tiffany, what are you doing with your life? Megan's like, let's go. <laughs> no more potatoes. No more boogies. Oh. Honestly, I've just been trying to, like, get my life together since, like, being back at work this week and trying to balance home, work, mom, podcast, life. Mm -hmm. But I've been catching up on a lot of things, like making a lot of docs for the pod. And um, I got a lot of, like, progress monitoring done at work and lessons are done. And it's just been it's a lot of, like, catch up. And I feel like there's always something that I could be doing, but I have to like force myself. To, Do you like, like ketchup? Because I don't. I don't like ketchup. Is there though. mustard? 
Sure. Vinegar? Relish? I don't mind relish on my hat dog. Hat dog. Mayonnaise and instrument. Hat dog, hat dog. I just like putting like a whole pickle on my hot dog. I've never done that. I don't like pickles. I like Fritos on my hot dog. I started reading. Like, how did we get here? Uh, I started reading the Chronicles of Narnia. The Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, what are we reading? The Magician's Nephew. Yes. Yeah. So I started reading. I that. also started it. I'm I'm getting pretty close to being done. I'm sure I'll finish it this weekend because it's a kids book and I can read it fast. It's and pretty short. Feel smart. Yeah. I am so smart. S M R T. But I also started listening again to. Um, Shadow Rising, which is book four in the Wheel of Time series. And I did a couple of things. I upped my listening speed and then I upped it again. And honestly, I feel like I'm doing a whole lot better with it. So. And it's getting kind of really, really good. It was pretty stagnant for a while and and slow. What chapter are you on? 31. I don't know what chapter on. I think I'm giving up on it because I don't can. know if I care. Not, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> but I really like it. And some crazy stuff's happened and I'm enjoying. So I think I have how many hours? I have like 14 hours left. I'm listening <laughs> Isn't to that like a 40 hour book? 41 hours or 42 Whoa. hours. Yeah. Oh, I was on it's chapter 24. Than Obama's. That so is I'm longer on, than Obama's. So I'm on oh, chapter. These are thick. Books. chapter 40 or no chapter 31 and i have like 14 hours left in it um i think i can i think i can get through it i think if i was listening to it while reading it, it would be different but that's I, what steph's doing no just do i just don't want to waste my time with it right now Bye. not saying you're wasting your time no it would be me my own yeah but i like it i like it a lot and i'm very much looking forward to a three-day weekend get to have a Family dinner tomorrow, which is uh, Marty no, and I don't. going out with our friends from college. Not tomorrow. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Dang. That's really sad. Tomorrow's trivia. I know. That's not sad, but it's the fact that it's only Friday. Anyways, that's me. Um, I'm also reading The Magician's Nephew. Um, I... I'm pretty confident that I'll finish that this weekend too. And I'm sure that I'll fly through the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe just because I've read that one a couple times. And I actually got the audiobook for that one from the library and I'm excited. It's only like a four hour audiobook. Just, you know, I have three credits. Maybe I'll up. listen to that one too. <laughs> bump that up to two times speed and finish it in two hours. <laughs> I can do that. I can't listen at two times speed. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I'm at 1.5 and I, and it's fast. So I started I started doing 1.5 pretty consistently and just today started bumping up to two times. And I feel like you just have to like gradually get there. It's like you've got to get your brain used to 1.5 and then you can like bump it to 1.75. Like it's an auctioneer. <laughs> it's fast. It's the it's end fast, of a radio but... commercial. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like at the when end I'm of the listening... commercial, they're like... Yeah. Don't do this if you blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just feel like sometimes when I'm listening at one and a half speed, it's like 
sometimes you just want to be like, come on, just finish the sentence already. So two two times is good. I start so I finished. Um, I have I am in the middle of Crown. What is this? What is the second book called? Crown of Midnight. Yep, I can see it from here. Okay, so I've started Crown of Midnight. I'm on. I want to say chapter like six or seven, but I don't know what it is. I think I'm just like in a fantasy slump. I just can't get into like fantasy books right now. I really need to just like power through a bunch of contemporary romance to get me out of the slump and then I'll go back to fantasy. So I have read my favorite half night stand by Christina Lauren read it in like two days. Fantastic. I always love all of their books. I just started another Christina Lauren book roomies. Fantastic. So far, this is the one that I just now bumped up to 2.0. And I think I'm sorry, Steph, my friend, Steph, I think I'm going to read the love hypothesis. I've had it on my (laughs) shelf for forever. She hated this book, but I just like, I mean, I got it for book of the month last year, last year. And like her reviews of it made me not pick it up, but I'm like, I should just read it. I always tell everybody around me, form your own opinions. So I'm going to read it. I think it just hits close to home for her because she's like in the field and you're going to be more critical of it if you like understand more of the things they're talking about. Whereas I'm just going to be like, oh, it's a professor thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like maybe I'll enjoy it more. Um, so that is going to be, I think, my next read. And also the um, Evelyn Hugo book is on my pile of to read next because I actually started following this Instagram page that is a Swifty book club. So every month she the girl who runs it picks a Taylor Swift song and then we vote on a book that makes us think of that Taylor Swift song and we read it and January's is Evelyn Hugo. So I am going to read that one this month too but I I was just talking to Katie like I think it was yesterday we were just I I was just having a day yesterday where like I was off yesterday and I had told myself you're gonna sit down and you're gonna do some work and I was like honestly I just like really need a full day off where I don't think about anything except what I want to do and I like haven't given that to myself in a while I feel like so yesterday I was like there's just so much content I just don't know what to do do I want to play a video game do I want to watch a movie do I want to watch a tv show do I want to read a book for my life oh my gosh it's just too much it's so overwhelming I finished also I finished season two of Emily in Paris <laughs> it's just a cute show it's like a bad good show I know. that's yeah. the only I had to stop or not stop I had to pause it because she was irritating me it's just like a like is it it's good just a bad good no. show is it bad no no but is That's it right. good? no we continue to watch it so <laughs> it's been renewed for two more seasons two more <laughs> yeah. oh my God. i watch it for the hot attractive people in it yeah and there is a hot like british Luke man oh, in I this know. season i know who's my Alfie? favorite guy alfie yes. mm-hmm. no who's my favorite guy with the with the crazy hair He's just so funny. Oh, the guy who works yeah. at Savoir. I can't remember. I can't remember. Luke. Yeah. Like Katie him. thinks Luke is He's funny. He's funny. Yeah. I like him. Anyway. Oh, Elfie. <laughs> he hot. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. I'm reading a lot. Yep. Yep. 
because I've decided that's the uh, medium of content that I'm going to consume for a while. Sometimes you just got to pick. You're going to get into you'll it's, it's going to break and you're going to go back to Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. It's fine though, but that's what makes life fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I doing? Uh, marathon weekend's over, which is sad, actually. But I survived my 10K with very minimal training. So thank God. I actually shaved four she minutes did off. so good. Woo! I don't know how I did that. We had so much fun cheering on runners all weekend. Yeah, it was a really good time. There was one time we were leaving, and like it was one of the longer races. We were just there. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not spectating. Yeah, yeah, spectating. Spectating's a sport. Um, it is, but we left before like people were done running, so we got to drive right along the running route. So we had um <laughs> cowbells, which I kept calling cattle bells. We got cowbells from American <laughs> Cancer Society, like from yeah. the team. And so we rolled down the window and we were shaking them. We're like, "What? You got it!" <laughs> it was so fun. Like my cheeks hurt because I was smiling so much. Um, it's just her so 5K. cool because they like you can see the appreciation and like the boost of energy that yeah, they get when you do it that's what makes it feel so good yeah and i know when i'm running i appreciate when people are like yeah. you got this cool i needed that you have no idea i did do my 5k um yeah and now there's <laughs> another weekend coming up at the end of march so i'm super excited about that i'm actually like have a training program for myself which is nice and making me feel better about it um, and I started reading The Hating Game. And it's good so far. I've seen the movie, but now I'm reading the book. The book is better. Of course it is. The book is always better. I know. But yeah, that's about it. How about you, Sarah? Um, I have done nothing but worked and read. <laughs> because I have no life. Um, since we've last recorded. Um, I don't even know what I've read. And I also bought more books. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Actually, uh, not. Um, I. What did I read? I just finished the Wall of Winnipeg and Me yesterday by some woman whose name I don't remember. Um, and that was really good. That was, that was. Um, well, it wasn't like a light read. <laughs> it was a different. It was a different romance book than what I normally read, but it was definitely a romance, but there were definitely darker tones throughout it. So like if you'd read it, um, I would definitely look up some trigger warnings beforehand, but it was really good. Um, I finished that last night. Um, I'll find out who wrote it because I don't know who wrote it, but it was good. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to say this woman's name correctly. Mariana Zapata. She is the person who wrote that. And then I read City of Thorns by another woman. <laughs> and that one was good. And then the second, that's like the first in a trilogy. And the second one just came out. I read it in like a day and I like was mad that like I started this and then none of the other books were out. But I started it and then realized I'm like, oh, I can wait till Friday for the second book to come out. And then she pushed it up by two days so then it came out on Wednesday but then I was in deep with the wall of Winnipeg um, and that's written by another human whose name is something oh actually I think it's written by two people because it's C.N. Crawford and I think it's written by like a man and a woman let me see if it says um, 
somewhere. <sighs> Who they be? I don't know. But anyways, that was all right. That was fine. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'll read the second one. I kind of started it today, but got distracted because I was watching my niece, um, and had to actually watch her. You know, even though all we did today was relax, basically. <laughs> um, you gotta sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally, like, and we we were putting a puzzle together when Tiffany came home, and she's like, "What'd you do today?" I go, "Alana, what did we do today?" We sat on the couch. I, she got a bath, but like, we watched. We watched Encanto. Um, yes. And I think she liked it. And then we watched a lot of dots. <laughs> but that's that's it. I literally don't have anything going on because it's winter. I got my hair done. I guess I did that. Um, I got my first bookish box bookish box yesterday. Um, I signed up for the young adult one. So I could get the adult box and then I did snack an adult box, but that um, won't be coming, I think, until like next week. But it was really cool. Um, I got their November young adult book, which is like autumn tithe or something like that. It's so stinking pretty um, because it has like stenciled edges and like the cover, like the hardcover part of it has like a design on it and then like the dust jacket part is reversible it's just beautiful um so yeah i'm excited for those i am nice. very excited to, to become an aunt again i was asking alana today i go do you think it's gonna be a boy or a girl she goes we don't know yet sauce i'm like i know <laughs> <laughs> I know how this works. <laughs> uh, she loves yelling at me. I was reading this blurb of actually of City of Thorns that I finished. I read the blurb of that and had to do like the premise is like this girl. It's her, I don't know, 22nd birthday or something. And she spends the night in like of her birthday, like in a dungeon. And so she's like, happy birthday to me. So I'm reading this to my sister and it was the day before my dad's birthday. And Alana's with us and she goes, it's not your birthday, Sasa. It's Papa's birthday. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just reading this thing. I know it's not my birthday. Um, it was pretty funny. But as usual, if you have any book recommendations, you can always send them my way. I have about a million and one books to read. Um, I'm going to try to reread Crescent City. It just... I I'm not in the right mindset for it because it's a sad read. Um, and croissant city. Yeah, croissant. I don't even know what the first one's called. <sighs> Blood and breath or something. I think that's a lie. But because <laughs> I think the sky one is. I think the second one is sky and breath. Maybe I don't know. Um, eh, crescent city one and two. Yeah, <laughs> the red crescent city and the blue crescent city. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I bought the um i bought candles from book and reverie who if you don't know by now where have you been um but she makes amazing smelling candles and she has like a whole line of um like akatar candles and let me tell you i made my sister come downstairs so she can smell them with me they smell so good they smell so good I got the Feyre, Reese, and Cassian and Azriel. I got all four. Mm -hmm. 
They all smell good. So I love the smell of leather. That's kind of what Cassian smells like, which mm-hmm. is hot. Um, Azrael smells very good. I don't love Reese's. It's not my favorite, but it still smells like they all smell good. Um, he's just more like uh, flowery, kind of. I don't know. I'm horrible at saying what scents are, but like I definitely like Azrael and Cassian's candle more. Lucian's candle, man. You need fall and a candle. That's it. It smells so good. We don't good. have that one. Oh, it smells so good. One of my um, favorite scents of hers that she's ever made is Oliver Wood, and she's discontinuing it. I think hers is like gone. It is gone Ugh. because I loved it so much. I have been burning. I don't know which one it is. I just I because I bought before I bought those. I bought other candles from her, um, because I have no self control. <laughs> and um one of the because it was like reading by the christmas tree and then um winter witch and wintry bookshop and winter witch oh it smells so good it smells so good so i was burning that for a long time the other day um gosh so if you need candles man she's on um etsy book and rivery books is it book or books she's also on instagram who know book um book and reverie her candles smell amazing she doesn't just do akatar she's got harry potter ones she's got just like plain bookish ones um she has i think she's revamping her mm -hmm. she's revamping i believe her um like greek mythology line she has zodiac um candles i got one of those for jen and she was obsessed um so she's she's got a lot she does good work um i just yeah she her stuff smells so good um but yeah that's that's my life story as usual you if you want to find me i'm probably reading somewhere i really don't do anything else (laughs) we've been burning a lot of candles lately i feel like i just like we, we have a bunch, yeah, and I'll forget about them, and then I'm like, I want, I want to smell all these. Yeah, Iggy's getting in trouble. Well, right like, now. I want to smell them, and then I also don't want them to like be gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. We actually like just finished off a Bath and Body Works one, the winter one. Mm. I love that one. Yeah, like I think the I'm candle like, of her, like from Book and Reverie, that it's burned the most is the Cassian candle. It just smells so good. Nesta also smells really good. She smells like, um, I think some type of berry or something. Feyre smells phenomenal as well. I'm trying to think of what other, more, oh, her candle smells Ooh, good. They, all, do, they all just smell good. They all just smell good. For me, more has more of like a masculine scent, and that's the kind of thing I love. Uh, just, and I could totally be wrong by saying that, but that's what I get from it. I'm horrible at describing scents. I just like it. <laughs> Well, just smell good. We're just uh, waiting for Tiffany. <laughs> I also have one of hers. Um, I have reading by the fire, and then I have reading by the Christmas tree. And reading by the well, they both smell very good, but reading by the fire smells phenomenal. Um, she's back. I'm talking about candles. I almost brought them over so you could smell them. But I didn't because I forgot. So 
<laughs> I can tell them about the whimsical pickle print. <laughs> I love that pickle. I bought my sister a whimsical pickle print from Sprocket and Lloyd on Etsy for Christmas because it like came up. I was trying to find something to get her because I bought her a book. And then I wrapped up another book that I bought that she had given me that I like accidentally stamped. Um, <laughs> and then I saw it. Etsy. It was like things you might like. And it said whimsical pickle print. And I'm like, that's funny because I don't like pickles. Um, so I bought her a pickle, a whimsical pickle print on a bicycle built for three. And it had um, a blue one had a blue scarf, one had a pink scarf and one had a purple scarf, which is. My favorite color, Bridget's favorite color, and Tiffany and my mother both's favorite color is purple. So I was like, this is perfect. And Bridget's like, what is this? I'm like, it's a whimsical pickle print. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what, what do I have to do? Just end it? Yep. <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Just end this. We've been stalling for you. Truly, I've been talking about nonsense because, again, I've done nothing but read and worked. Yeah. Cool. Well, Sarah, thank you for sharing all that with us. <laughs> <laughs> Non-stop talking. Oh, goodness. All right. What's this for? It's for a lot of things. What? Did, mm. There's a lot of things that happened in this episode. But you know what? For Jimmy Peaks and Queen Sweep. <laughs> for Jimmy Peaks yeah. and Queen Sweeps. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice. It's gonna be a great <laughs> meme for them to make. <laughs> yes, please. You look like your mother, by Probably the way. <laughs> Are we bleeping it? Is that a swear word? I don't know. I don't think it is. Is it? What's a swear? The fiery place. <laughs> Hell? We say don't crap. Think so. If we say the crap, fiery place. If Alana said it, I would be mad. Just saying. H E double fire stick. You got mad when she said crap, and we don't believe that. <laughs> I'm surprised they morning. let you live today, Katie. <laughs> I really thought. That my cats are gonna murder me today. Bye, swishers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.